0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski, with me as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Naz. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of The Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, you guys, we're talking about a band that people have been asking us to do, possibly since the dawn of man. Whoa. People have been been asked us to do this band for a very, very long time. (laughs) Was it Dawn of Man 2002? Yes. Yes, it was, Matt. Okay. Yep. That's that's, that's when everything started. That's when everything started. And we knew if we were going to do this band, there was only one person that we could ask. Mm. You may know this gentleman from such podcasts as Discography Discussion, from such podcasts as DFT Dungeon. You just may know him as a great guy it's dan terry everybody Dan terry yeah
1: it's good to be here guys uh this is uh this has been a horrible week i'm not gonna lie so you guys are like my shining jewels of hope and laughter because this band you'd think it would be this album would be like super super uplifting but of course you know (laughs) after listening to it for 20 years i was like you know what I'm hearing this like with fresh ears this week because I knew you guys would be listening to it. Have you ever had that effect on something? Ooh. Yeah, mm. Where
2: you're super into it and then you that's that's me basically all throughout high school. Oh, you got to hear this. It's the best thing ever and then you're witnessing something somebody hears something that you really like that they're trying to understand for the first time.
0: Nightmare. You've just described my nightmare. And yeah. I do it to myself constantly. This was all of college. Me playing stuff for people and going, Ah, and then going, Nah. And I'm like, All right, moving on. Next thing. That was that was me trying to get people into Sloan for a long time. <laughs> Let me tell you. And they're they're just not gonna get it. They're just they're not just gonna can... get it. You know. I mean every more now and then. Again... S- now now
2: it's more Sloan for you. Like right. we've we tried to get there, but I still mm-hmm. I get too excited about things and I'll play it for people and they'll be like Oh, I just did it with 100 Gex, which I know is terrible, and I love them, and I played it for Lauren, and he's like, hard
3: pass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I remember distinctly freshman year, college, and bonding with my roommates, playing songs for each other, loving this, loving that, and then I just got in my head, because I was obsessed with Ben Folds 5, Unauthorized Biography of Reinhold Messner, and I was like, you guys got to hear this song, Army. Let me tell you, they did not want to hear the song Army. (laughs) They were like, Lauren, what the fuck is this? And I was like, all right. Okay. Fair enough. No, thank you. No, thank you, Lauren. Uh Uh-uh. This is some nerd shit.
1: I'm going to dodge this draft. (laughs) Yeah. I think Absolutely. I'm still caught up there though. Like I'm caught up in that, in that mindset. That's, that's the whole thing with the dungeon podcast. Yes? Cause like on discography discussion, we reviewed music, you know, we talked about music, our penguins, yada, yada, yada. So like you would get people that had either never heard about something and wanted to know what it was all about or people that already loved it. And they were there to see, you know, whether or not you were right or wrong you know, with what you're about to say, uh, with the dungeon podcast, it's just that it's like, how do I show people, you know, cause you ever start showing somebody a song and you're like, no, 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 wait, you, you got to listen to like, you got to get two minutes in oh, 43 yeah. seconds, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. and then oh, you're yeah. going to get it. And like with the dungeon pod te- podcast, that's basically what I do is like, I'll just melt meld it with, you know, a story about my power getting turned off. And then they're like, Oh, okay. now there's a human context to this and i only play the best part you know on each song um and so yeah it's it's mixed results though i'm still getting a lot of hard passes from people that are like yeah i'm sorry bud it was a good story you told but i don't know about that song (laughs) i get that i
2: get that i get that hard
1: yeah Yeah.
0: it's the human experience you guys you open yourself up and someone's like um i'm gonna shut this down real quick Yep. (laughs) yep yep Uh but guys, we are here today to talk about a band Blindside and we're talking about their record Silence. Dan, do you know when this album came out?
1: Yeah, uh so this album came out on August 20th, 2002.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: That's a come down record.
0: That is a come down record. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Um I know you said you have a long and storied history with Blindside. Hit us with the cliff notes.
1: Well, so Blindside was a band that I heard a long time ago. Um, I'm going to be really vague about that because I can't remember the first time I heard Blindside. But I can tell you that I remember hearing a song called Superman. I think it was on a website called Godcore.com, which was a place that we all went to find our la- the latest in hot Christian hard rock and metal songs. And uh, I remember I was instantly turned off by it because I didn't like the way the dudes screamed. And th- so this band, I remember them as being this like really loud, abrasive, screamy band. And I didn't realize the song that I'd heard was several years old. I just assumed that you know, because back then you just downloaded the MP3. There was no metadata. There, you know, you didn't know anything about it and so i remember being like okay this is all right and then uh i remember getting really into pod as young christian boys tend to do in the early 2000s and um pod was like going on and on about their friends in this band called blindside they did a, a tour everywhere called the warriors tour and it was pod blindside and project 86 so those became my three favorite bands at that time so
2: today are we doing the holy trinity we finishing the holy trinity we're finishing
0: the holy trinity of christian new metal bands absolutely that's right but i remember always thinking
1: like which one of these doesn't sound like the other because i'm still remembering back that, like this band just screamed. they're like more of a hardcore band not so much like a rock band or a new metal band and uh i remember we all got really excited when satellite came out by pod Because there was a song featuring Christian from Blindside. And I was like, I didn't even know that this guy could sing. And then he, you know, then he goes into the screaming, you know, and all that. And I was like, okay, okay. And then finally, I don't think I got serious about Blindside until I saw the video for Pitiful. Uh, and then I was like, "Oh my God, best band in the world! Ten out of ten. Let's go!" You know, Howard Benson did it again. You know, <laughs> like let's let's go.
0: Oh, this is a Howie B joint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is a Howie B production joint. Matt, you and I, I believe, have no history with Blindside. I do not. If uh, if this was adjacent to Five Iron Frenzy, yes, I would know it. But no. <laughs> I do not know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, this one, um, Howard Benson Production. uh, For those who are, for some reason, can't remember Howard Benson and his incredible resume, let me just hit you with a couple hits here. As you said, Satellite by P.O.D. You know what? Let's just run through some of his Grammy-winning and Grammy-nominated work. He was a producer on Kelly Clarkson's Stronger album. Which won Best Bob Vocal Album in 2013. He was nominated for a Grammy for producing Daughtry's album, so he
2: was the the direct line from American Idol.
0: Mm, I don't know about that because I mean this is the fifth Kelly Clarkson album, so yeah. But I mean, if you weren't on American Idol, then Howie B's gonna fight you. Oh, you know what? I take that back because he also produced her fourth album, All I Ever Wanted. So yeah, I guess so. Um, and uh yeah he also produced the reason for Hoobastank. Stank. he also produced for the christian rock band third day
1: oh yeah third day Ooh. is still um kind of a staple in the ccm world
0: okay um yeah it looks like he has a number of gma dove award uh wins and nominations he produced yeah he produced uh third day's ninth album revelation took him nine albums to get to revelation fair enough um, hey, on the ninth it's album ninth it's, a revel- it's a revelation <laughs> it's canon oh, yeah it's the last yeah. yeah so yeah howie b he's been in there for a minute he's been doing the damn thing <laughs> can
2: you imagine that that band meeting for them we're gonna put out nine albums all right the ninth one is revelation what why in the ninth one
0: <laughs> it's foretold in the prophecy that's right don't question don't question the don't question the good book <laughs>
2: what good book this this is clearly not the bible it's our book it's our book it's our book that we're writing the book of third day yeah
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) please Uh, open the book of third day
0: (laughs) so uh blindside uh this was a big surprise to me that they are swedish what Mm -hmm. yes matt they're swedish boys Mm. in this band dan do you want to tell us who was in blindside? All right, Who's I'm like- going to
1: try really really hard and um with them being Swedish, I remember after we had talked about doing this, I was like, "Man, I'm going to have to say all those names." Cuz Cause, cuz cause Jen- <laughs> Jenny always said the name and uh I am undeservingly sitting where she sat, you know. <laughs> so
0: well, Dan just keep in mind they're not your family. They aren't your family. They're not your family. They're not okay. my
1: family, you're right. Um all right, so let's 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 try this out. We've got Christian Linskog on lead vocals. Sounds perfect to me. We have right. Simon Grinnehead on lead guitar and backing vocals. Oh, Grinnyhead! Yeah. We've got Thomas Nosland on bass guitar. Thomas. Nos with the low end. Also, he, uh, he plays with a pick, not with his fingers. So that does not bode well for the canon um <laughs> and then on drums we have marcus dalstrom dalstrom with the dulcet tones yep.
0: that's right i have a physical copy of the album here whoa uh, where was this obtained Ah, uh, this was picked up matt for a sweet two dollars and 99 cents a steal from rock of ages whoa in uh garden city michigan if you have not gone to, to rock of ages lately It is now a MAGA compound. was not aware of that when I went in. Oh, no. Um, But if you want to get all your MAGA gear (laughs) and you want to poke some libs and also pick up any metal CD you've ever wanted, (laughs) it's
2: a one-stop shop. Somebody's got to sell it. Good for Rock of Ages for for capitalizing. I mean,
0: they're in there. Let me tell you. I've never seen so many Let's Go Brandon everything in in person before in my life i've I've only i've always had the remove of like seeing it on a tweet or seeing it on a tv screen or something
2: selling music is difficult so Mm -hmm. you know
0: what this stuff has to be sold somewhere it's true i mean i will say the vibes in there awful (laughs) it was there were there limited
1: edition like trapped hoodies I didn't Ugh.
0: see any of those. I just know that yeah, the I was in there and I hadn't been in there probably since 2017 maybe, and I remember just thinking this not is what I was n- expecting. Not what this was not the same as the time I went here with my son when he was very little and we were in a stroller and we were getting stuck in aisles and it was just a fun old time. Now there are honestly too many cardboard cutouts of uh, Donald Trump with speech balloons. just gonna say it oh, too wow. many. You know what, whatever it takes to put, listen, it's a family operation, I'll tell you that much, and as we talk about on the show all the time, you gotta put food in your family. Um,
2: gotta put that food on your family. At
0: the same time, the vibes are off. <laughs> so, um, but the price was right at two ninety nine. let me oh, tell yeah. you. Oh thank you, Rock of Ages. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, this, uh, this album, we got a picture of the band on the front, a soft overlay, translucent over what looks to be... I don't know, is this a waterlogged dock or something like that? Something like that. It looks like de- like, a, like a dock of some kind, but it's like decayed by time and water I'm, and erosion. I'm going to say, this is a terrible album cover. It's not great. Yeah. It is bad. It's like they couldn't decide. They were like, okay, we have this picture of an eroded dock that we love. And everyone's like, okay, then that's what it'll be. And they're like, no, no, no. We also have this picture we all took as a band where we all look tough. That we <laughs> T- love. T-U-F-F. And they're, like, U- and they're like, okay, well then we'll do that one. They're like, oh, hold on though. We also made this weird design with, uh, are these hexagons? No. Yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, it yeah. was
3: like
1: a, you know, probably the, the hot Photoshop trend of that year. So like put, you know, as many weird geometric shapes as you could on mm-hmm. your album cover. But I always thought this cover was just them constructing the giant cube from the Pitiful video
0: oh mm, jumping ahead okay i mean i will say that they should have picked one they should have either gone with the the grid design or they should have gone with the decaying dock or they should have gone with the picture of them looking tough t-u-f-f tough i would say this band looks suitably new metal uh we have a gentleman with dreads we have a gentleman with face piercings he's got two lip piercings on either side of his mouth i would always say when i see that one i'm like that's a dedication because. For me, who would never get, I mean, the idea, I mean, if I get a cut in my mouth, it's over. Forget about it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, So two flip piercings on the bottom on either side of your mouth. (sighs) This dude's hardcore. Um, He's wearing a Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy hat, and he's got um, a not-quite-connected chin strap. And the drummer has a, like, noncommittal mohawk. But then the lead singer, Christian, he's going for the swoopy hair, emo boy, Got, Look. i got a
1: hard swoop
0: dan you're now a proud father did you ever in your youth have the swoop
1: i didn't uh because my hair could best be described as a straight up brillo pad okay. and so oh, and it's right. cool because okay. like everybody made fun of me pretty much most of my life for having a fro and i was like i, I really didn't ever like wake up one morning and decide to have a fro it just kind of gross that way the fro the fro chose you uh, the fro chose you i keep it i keep it short these days because you know i'm a businessman but i think Mm -hmm. that the thing that was most depressing about the fro is that during the period of the swoopy hair you know everybody everybody had it that that raven black you know forehead swoop (laughs) going on and -hmm. i've got this fro and i'm wearing like a plaid shirt because i still think nirvana's cool you know and so i'm having like one of those sort of crises and then like I get a little bit older, I go to college, I stop hanging out with younger people, and then I go to the movie theater to watch like Batman or something, and there is, you know, two or three kids that have froze and flannel t shirts surrounded by girls. And I'm like I, I miss I should have just I should have just like straightened my hair and just gone with the swoopy hair in, in high school because yeah. playing the long game I, I waited too long.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, no, uh, to answer your question, I did not have there, the swoopy hair.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. L- listen, I had the bowl cut for way too long, and then- Oh, shit. I had the bowl yeah. cut for way too long in high school. I remember a girl coming up to me, and she said, you need to do something about that. <laughs> it's a direct quote. Whoa. Yeah. Was she a friend? No. <laughs> So she was more honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah she just, cut to the quick. You cut, cut to the me qui- deep, oh, lady. Listen, this was this was still the nineties and things were a little different back then. And so I was like, Alright, I gotta do something. I gotta fix this. It's my senior year, I gotta fix this. You and need so to do something about You need to do something about this. And so the move wow. was, and you guys will remember this, it was cut it short, gel it, and then you spit you swoop it down in front and then spike it up in front. So you get spikes across the whole forehead area. I remember
2: that look, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So
0: I, I got that look, I want to say, like, maybe like March, like February, March 2000. I went mm-hmm. into that look. And I remember that girl, the same girl going, good job. <laughs> good job. She liked you. Did
2: you date this girl? I you sure sh- didn't. I sure did You could have because that is as much interest. I've never seen a girl give a man more interest in my life. Well, Say, well, I can't I, think I, of a time a girl spoke to me twice.
0: Like, no, I, I, in I, here's the thing. I oh was way into you, dude. I was not picking up what this woman was putting down. I was just, I was like, okay, you know, whatever, and then moving on. I
2: mean, uh, it's either
0: she's some fashion angel that just fell in your lap man, or she have, was way interested. I in don't even, I don't remember her name. I just know that she was in class and she was very direct. Um, and then, I have a couple years on you guys so mm-hmm. my hair tales were
2: everybody wanted that seth green double waterfall Ugh. or the andy dufresne and i could not pull that off even though i tried diligently and then at 19 i started losing my hair so the last real haircut that i was able to pull off was a caesar mm. and then i just started shaving my head uh pretty much from that moment
0: forward yeah i, I will say it was it wasn't maybe bowl cuts not the right term. it was basically the um as I think i have talked about in the show, it was like the writer strong down The, the Sean middle. Hunter, I was just thinking. The that. Sean yeah. Hunter, yeah, yeah. But it was still like very bull cutty. So yeah. Kind of a Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk in that era. Absolutely. Um yeah. good. And hair of course talk. I had the Caesar because of um, one George Clooney on E. ER. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Matt. <laughs> For sure. For sure.
3: I think this For
1: band sure. picture though really represents two thousand two though, because of how much stuff was changing. Because we would get into the everybody having a swoop cut on MTV you know, um mm-hmm. really quickly after that if they if not already.
0: You had to have the swoop cut, the white belt, and then you gotta be you can't just play the guitar, you can't just sing, you've got to jump around and spin kick. That's yeah. like that's the other vibe Ooh, with this one. Yeah. And we don't see a ton of that in a lot of other new metal bands that we do. They tend to be more like we're gonna low sling. The guitar and the bass. We're not necessarily going to jump around. It's more of just like grimacing, weird faces. You know, feel like really like stained is like the true like prototype of that. Like how low can I play my guitar and bass to the ground? I'm two inches from the ground, but man, what if I get one inch from the ground? Like how low can I go? And these guys on the other end are like jumping, spinning, flipping. So much more active. I mean, because we're in the come down, 2002, things are shifting. And yeah.
1: they were a hardcore band. A oh. week before the uh, before this, you know, like a week before the trigger comes out, they're playing a club in Sweden to a whole bunch of hardcore fans. You know, probably like fifty people, and they're rocking out, screaming, throwing their guitars around. Um, being in hardcore bands at that time. That's what you like we used to put duct tape on our guitars and basses just so that we could swing all of our shit around like that,
0: you know? Yes. So genre tags for this album are post hardcore, alternative metal, and new metal. New metal coming in third. This album was according to according to Wikipedia, their major breakthrough and Pitiful was a hit single, as well as the follow-up singles were also hits, Sleepwalking and Caught a Glimpse sales wise it says it got to 83 on the u.s billboard 200 i do not have any other numbers though i don't know what type of numbers these boys put up i mean how we be on electra 2002 it's probably money in the bank probably sounds like it plus you know i mean i think i think really they just needed to make a decision on this album cover you know are we tough are we a decaying doc what are we yeah this this album cover is very sad to me not a great album cover are we a doc do we own this doc do we
3: own are we I, I,
2: real estate magnates i mean i my
0: feeling is drop this half-formed band photo from the front keep the blind side low. the other thing is that i gotta look at this hard to realize that says side. make the name of your band a little more clear and yeah then- because they put
2: the s in side sideways so if you aren't reading it right it looks like blind snide I Riot never noticed does. that before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is it is spelled normal on the spine, so credit where it's due. But or yeah. blind or blind denied. hmm Blind eyed. Something like that. Yeah. It looks like three
1: um, people were in charge of the artwork on this record. <laughs> yeah, no, literally like, it says that in the notes. Oh, like, does it say that? Artwork, oh, it do- artwork direction is by blind side. So number one, there was they had some demands that <laughs> okay. had to be fulfilled. And then you've got Lily. Pico, uh is also in charge so like you know maybe lily came in and said like i think we need to have these like geometric shapes like just sort of like a mesh across the front of it and then um you've got a guy named david greenhill also so it sounds to me like they were all really good friends and very inclusive to each other and they're like all of our ideas are great let's smash him onto the cover of this record
0: that's right david was like you guys this decaying doc I can't get enough of it, and they were like, "We love you, David. We, we love, love you. you. David. We love you, David."
2: So you know what we love? We love the uh, the transparency feature
0: of Photoshop. <laughs> so we can do it all. We can we do can it all, do baby. It all, we baby. Can, um, this album, there are two reviews on Wikipedia. One is from AllMusic, a three out of five, and Jesus Freak Hideout. Oh yeah, there it is. Four and a half out of five i mean that high praise high praise let's see are there any good quotes from this it's a i would say four paragraphs they're very excited they say that that they're more accessible this time there's some charm in these guitars but they're also reminiscent of like bon jovi but they seem fresh and they're (laughs) real into it they say that some songs are soaked an 80s metal feel with a modern update. Some songs are beautifully dreary and melodic. And then at the end, they say, now keep in mind, this is an album that this person rates four and a half out of five. That is as close to classic without being classic. And at the end, they say, while silence may not be especially innovative, (laughs) it's nice (laughs) to hear something moderately different from the Creed wannabes flooding the mainstream modern rock scene blindside deserves the break that is potentially offered on silence let's hope the record is given the chance to four and a half out of five
1: well it's like bro you could listen to creed or you could listen to this so that might as well be a five-star review you, you know,
3: know
0: what like- that's that's right if that's this if that's the floor welcome to the <laughs> ceiling right <laughs>
1: wow uh
2: you could listen to creed but uh there is blindside there
1: is Blindside. side um
2: there
1: there is is. no yarling on this record that's spoilers there's zero yarling going (laughs) zero Yarling.
3: oh
0: yeah this yeah this honestly when your hair is this swoopy you ain't yarling no you ain't yarling no 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 no. anything else to say about the record before we dive in do we want to all talk about our favorite decaying docs that we've seen
1: oh
2: i mean right We're in the Great Lakes state here, so <sighs> bonus so Patreon dogs. episode.
0: We'll do a four hour bonus Patreon doc special. Doc special. Uh, talking we'll just be talking about pictures of docs that no one oh, can see. We're talking docs and not documentaries. Mm-mm. Be very careful on the Google search. Right. Um, mm. Oh, um, docking. Yep. Yeah. Gotta make, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. gotta make sure yeah, gotta make sure
1: you're searching for the thing that you want to search for. Yeah, That's not right. tip to tip, baby. No, nope,
0: nope. nope, not at all. Yeah, and we're also not going to be talking about iPod docks or hmm. um, iPhone docks. Docking you know? your pay, yeah. Do- oh, yeah. terrible mm-hmm. dock. Yeah, not a good dock. Nope, no. Nope. Or you know what? Docking a um, a starship. Yeah, because hmm. then you start watching videos of the Starship Enterprise docking in or um, you know docking out. Always majestic. It's like you sometimes have to remind yourself, this is not real. But I am watching this with just sustained awe because the starship enterprise great ship
1: beautiful great, top ship.
0: Tier, yep. great top ship. Tier ship uh whenever people shooting at it i'm just like what are you doing you're shooting history how dare you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hope that i hope they
1: die yeah yeah not but, not the starship the, the people no. fire get the starship but, oh
0: trust me they always get theirs <laughs>
1: they,
3: they uh, definitely get there they
0: get theirs and then they just build another enterprise so like this is like you know enterprise g h whatever yeah. anyway that was a little trek talk. Um, I Ooh, think, trek talk. Trek talk. Um, I think it's now time.
3: I, I think so start too. Listening
0: to this record, Matt. What do we got first? First up, caught a glimpse. With you, you were feeling caught in a glimpse. Feeling caught in a glimpse.
2: Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Good Crunch on that guitar. Mm -hmm. Interesting in the chorus, I would not call that a very new metal chorus. That feels like much more of a major rock lift chorus. Don't mind it. I don't mind it. It is not quite a praise and worship chorus. But it would be a put your hands up in the air. I need to see some hands for this chorus. Call a glimpse. Yeah, hands in the air. We're feeling good Mm -hmm. at this show. Good tone setter. have to say that. Not super new. Not super new. Just kind of feels like good rock time. Good time
0: in the modern rock world. Yeah, Matt. I would echo that. I wrote in my notes that we are wailing and we need to get up. Dan thoughts on caught a glimpse
1: there's two ways if you there's two ways you can experience this song the way you guys did and the way a hardcore from day one back in 1994 blindside fan would view this song so for us we're like yeah nice tone setter opens it up with a scream they let blindside lets you know everything that you're in store for within the first 30 seconds of this song okay the, the entire like you've heard the whole record now not in a bad way, but it's like, oh, yeah, if I like this, 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 guess what? They're going to serve me up more of that. I'm excited. I'm stoked. Let's go. If you're an old school blind side oh, fan. Oh, I have a feeling. I know where this not, is going. You did on. not make it 30 seconds into that song before you <laughs> it, before you roll down the window on the highway and just chucked that thing out, and it's in God's hands now. like that, <sighs> Because this band used to be literally so unhinged that hearing them in this form factor is a little bit jarring you know because you're like oh okay wow new you know we're we're the new normal now but what's interesting about this song is that you know you mentioned that there's no it's not a praise chorus right i think it was designed that way interesting Uh, because i've heard so many christian rock too many christian rock bands and i can tell you that they either take the easy way out and go praise and worship chorus because you are guaranteed a certain amount of album sales by doing so. Mm. Uh, but I feel like like they- Take d- that hillside. <laughs> well, yeah, like the way Howard Benson did this, or did Satellite, it was kind of the same way. Satellite can be a little bit praise, praise and worship chorus, but not too much. This record, he must have wrote down on the board, literally this, this band has to be a super Christian rock band that does not sound like a Christian like a rock super. band, and yeah. that is pretty much um, when we get into some of the other uh, some of the other comments later on in the episode. You'll start seeing that sort of uh, ebb and flow with uh, people being like, "Is it Christian? Is it not Christian?" And you you really are left wondering. The only even hint that this is a Christian band is whenever you get to the "I'm ready to give you my heart," because then you're up to interpretation. Am I giving am I giving that special lady my heart, or am I giving my heart to Jesus?
0: Well, Dan, that's a perfect segue to talk about a little website called songmeanings.com. Songmeanings.com for this album is um, a place for discussion, uh, a place for ideas, a place for meanings. But most importantly, it is for the question, is Blindside Christian?
2: Are they? Oh, a question that we will be asking this whole episode.
0: <laughs> and Matt, uh, Matt, Dan, it's fun to know that for every single track on this album, of which there are 13, someone will ask that question under every single song. Oh, yeah. Some of these comments, uh, there are 27 comments on Caught a Glimpse. I wrote down some of my favorites. girl said, in all caps, I fucking love his voice. So I was like, okay, there you go dragon 35 ninja said ah the cd is better than i thought this band is great and then um well i won't tell you the name of this commenter until after i read their message please enjoy the comment starts this way first off no disrespect intended but blindside are merely christians they do not intend to write about christianity or reflect a christian message so it is a bit unfair to label them christian rock and also pod do not pursue Christianity within their music. I don't really agree with this, but it's a good comment from (laughs) Erection50369.
2: Oh, so glad Erection came in here and raised
0: the stakes. Wow. (laughs) ah, An incredible moment. I mean, yeah, I will tell you, throughout this comment through this uh song you've got uh 27 comments of people just going back and forth these guys are christian rock and it's fine there are other people saying it's christian rock and we need to rep we need to be aware of that you know um someone with a screen name blindside rock said these guys love jesus and are so talented uh now, dan the- i'm gonna come
2: to you on this because i know back in the day you were a board warrior on many a christian rock <laughs> site this is the uh, rejure, right? This is how it goes. This is the way that this works, right?
1: Yeah, I, I find it fun that you guys are like, yeah, these guys are – nobody's sure about Blindside. If you are a Christian rock band, this is your songmeetings.com comment section. Like, it just it, – it doesn't even matter. Like, if you're, if your song is literally called, I am a Christian and I love Jesus – People Jesus is the way, <laughs> the truth, and the light. People will still debate whether you are a Christian band or not. And and there's also kind of like a little bit of a meta there, too, because you can't just believe somebody is Christian if they say they are. And even if they say they are, then you have to ask yourself, well, I came into this with a crit- in a criticism mood, so now I've got to find something wrong. This is what I'm here for. So if they say they're Christian, I'm going to find something in their lyrics that that contradicts my limited understanding of what that religion is and if it contradicts mine then i'm gonna start a bunch of i'm gonna start a, a huge argument about it in a comment section and get people really stirred up it's not even trolling because in some twisted way they have the best of intentions because they're trying to inform you of something that they themselves are not quite sure of
2: and then you you had mentioned this before we started when an atheist role is rolls
1: in it's instantly like, you guys are idiots, there's no way this is a Christian. You guys are morons. Yeah, this is not, this This band is not Christian. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All you religious people are in this comment section messing it up, messing up this band, screwing up the legacy of this band, and and that's that's another existential crisis of, I like this, and there might be religion, religion references in it, but I don't know. I can't I, I then then it's like a reverse guilt where like, you know, Christians typically feel bad about liking non-Christian music. And the militant atheist also feels bad about liking Christian music.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, th- this one, I didn't even write this one down. I didn't see this one. This one's from a uh, commenter Hit and cry. Oh, no. What a, quite a name. Who said, I love this song so much. I've been a blindside fan since their first CD came out and Silence is by far my favorite CD of theirs. His voice kicks so much ass and the fact that they're a Christian band but Do Give That Preachy Feel is great because – I oh, I think they meant to say Do Not Give That Preachy Feel is great because I don't like most Christian rock. But are they really Christian rock or a band of Christians that rock? Well, <gasps> and, there it is. And, and then they follow that up with Who Cares? No, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Well, let me tell you, Hit and Cry, a lot of people care, and they're in all Indeedly. the comments for every single fucking song. <laughs> That's so, right yeah it seems that religion isn't a casual subject to most no it seems like people kind of base a lot of their life decisions around it so definitely something fun that we can poke at throughout this episode right matt i think so yeah let's keep rolling let's do it
2: up next is pitiful
4: I'm so
0: Uh, so this was the uh, this was the first single from the album. And uh, I wrote in my notes that we are rocking. We are rocking. And I said, what if we were Christians who can bring the heat? Because this gets the job done. Got some twisty guitar in the second half. It's not heavy, heavy. It's in that fine line. But I had a good time with it. Also, I caught the lyric right off the bat. But I know as I as they hammered those nails into your beautiful hands, I was like, "Track two, stigmata, baby, <laughs> let's go."
1: We have a confirmed
2: stigmata in track We've two. We've got really? a confirmed, confirmed stigmata. Oh, we got a stigmata on the field.
0: <laughs> stigmata on the field. Um, and um, and I mean, also this this lyric here. I remember every word you said. Come back in time. Come back. And I remember I was too beaten. That's T O O. I was too mm. beaten. Pitiful, so pitiful. Listen. I haven't been to church since 2000, but I can even pick up what these boys are putting down, and it is very funny that there is any debate in these comments. <laughs> there is a stigmata reference in the second song, and people are like, how Christian do we really think these boys are? Really? It's like, dude, yep. just own it. just enjoy your blind side in the yeah. car. Just It's no fine. One, no no one, one here is <laughs> trying to take this away from you, bro. It's, it's fine. You can like it. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> just it's people are going through it dan uh pitiful how you feel about this one
1: uh hot chorus obviously it's it's literally the catchiest moment on the record um very 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 smart choice for a first single and yeah this was i mean because you got to think what you guys are missing out on is you're seeing the remnants of it on songmeetings.com but what you're missing is the is the schoolyard talk uh about blinds oh. rather rather the youth group the youth group schoolyard talk where we're going to talk about all this stuff in real time actually to each other so it's a little bit more respectful most of the time but you also had like this was the song that we would go to and be like right there nails hands you know nails beautiful hands he loves jesus Thanks Jesus, his hands are beautiful it's a little weird but it's fine um <laughs> you know, uh, but he's talking about, you know, he, obviously he's talking about being a sinner and that he feels really, really bad about it. And he wants to go back in time, go back in time to to undo the sin that he did, because he knows that the sin that he did is, is what drove those nails into Jesus's hands, and he feels bad about it. And he's able to capture something that deep in like a two, three minute radio rock song, which I think from a creative standpoint is incredible, like that you could convey that sort of lofty concept in a, you know, I remember every word you said, come back in time, come back in time. And it's literally like, that's it. But you're saying all of this other stuff. And thankfully they had an army of people that were willing to talk that stuff out (laughs) for them. (laughs) Matt,
2: there's, this is a good song. I like the song. I, I like the chorus, super catchy. Everything about the song is right down my alley. I would have really liked this if I would have heard it in 2002. I did not. Um, it missed me. But like this, then I have Taking Back Sunday, and then I have this. Back. It's like, oh, I'm good. This is this is what I like. Um, from a new perspective, I, I don't hear a ton of new. I hear like remnants, you know, like affectations things that are like from the time but it this this feels kind of of a new generation of a next generation of a you know from 99 to 2002 like it's almost like a world event happened that made people change their musical style a little oh, bit oh
0: yeah something did happen i'm gonna have to google that so give me a minute we'll i'll look that up
2: while you look that up yeah i will also say that we are on stream yard and I can tell that Dan is trying to hold in his excitement and his enjoyment of these tracks. But I see all over his face that, like, you're all about this. You like this.
1: I Guilty. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Anybody that's ever listened to my podcasts uh, or talked to me or, you know, got a text message from me or anything is is aware of the fact that I'm a little bit of a Christian rock fan. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. But I love it. I love, I love, I
2: love watching it. I like witnessing it firsthand. And yeah, "Pitiful" is a great song.
0: I like this song. So this has a music video. Music video is a band. The band performing in a small room that we learn is actually inside a box that's being knocked around. A CGI box. And so the band is constantly flipping around, standing on the walls and the ceiling. Um, Everyone's looking. Much like the album cover, I think it look exactly like the album cover. Very uh, 2002, new metal look, dreads, face piercings. The drummer has that sort of mohawk. Lead singer's got skinny jeans, swoopy hair. He honestly looks very thin and spindly. Mm-hmm. He looks like he weighs about 95 pounds, which was the look then. But also, you know what? Hit up Craft Services. Get yourself a sandwich, yeah, um, a
2: sandwich, please, yeah, man,
0: please sandwich it up. Put some um, food on your family, absolutely, put some food on you, <laughs> right? first yeah. yeah, you can't put first, food on yeah. your family until you put food <laughs> on you. That's right, we have never touched on that before. That's yeah. very true. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the classic take care of your own house. That's right, absolutely. Um, this video, pretty active though. I had a good time watching it, like, you know, they're flipping around. I mean, they're into it, like, no one was phoning it in, and um. Dan, is this band, like, a consistent lineup throughout the Arrows? Pretty much, yeah.
1: They're pretty much the same band beginning to end. Um, Yeah. If a bass player gets swapped out, I'm sorry. Uh, As you gentlemen said, they're not my family. But as far as I know, they're pretty much the same band through and through, which is why sometimes I think you'll notice that with bands that take several years sometimes to put records out, because, you know, we're all – I mean, think of how long it took us to schedule this, right? Like – getting yeah. getting mm-hmm. some adult men together to do a thing at a, at a given period of time doesn't sound difficult on paper but in reality so yeah these guys take a long time to put records out but yeah they're they're the same dudes they're the same band of bros
0: there we go i uh, like that Yeah, i like that Songmeanings.com. um <laughs> the, the debate continues um <laughs> <laughs> um uh, a couple good comments here um, I like this one. Um, so this one's got a twist ending on it because the commenter's name is dismembering Elliot yes. and I was like, okay, but then at the end they sign it with, I think their real name. So I will read it and then we'll get their real name. I'm not trying to piss a load of people off, but I want to make a point to everyone on this Christian debate. So many of the people who have commented on this song who are clearly Christian are invalidating any other responses by saying it's just about Jesus and any other stuff is wrong. The band is Christian, but songs are written to speak to anyone who feels them, not just those who see a message for God. The beauty of a lot of songs is that the intended meaning doesn't really have to mean shit all that matters is what people feel about a song i get sick of christians acting like these are their bands and everyone should find jesus through them and if they don't they're wrong anyways the song is amazing and i love how honestly emotional the delivery is the song has helped me through a lot and i felt the need to claim my right to love it without thinking about it being about jesus sincerely angel (laughs) perfect perfect that stuck the landing, unbelievable! <laughs> I saw that. I threw my hands up like a field go ref. Like, yep, that's the one. You did it. I mean,
1: it, it's if it's if it's an actual angel, then well, it's, imagine. Then it's a perfect comment. Like, oh, you know?
0: um, on song meetings, bet on it. You bet on know it. Know that's an actual. It, angel. Wilds, this person's,
1: yeah, it weirds me out that it was on. Um, it was in a comment from 2006, which is you know a little interesting uh for that for that particular website but what is what is really fun is that it is straight truth it's almost like this commenter took all of the comments and did like an average you know of like (laughs) this is where it's at like like i feel like this was a very studied calculated comment that is just absolutely the straight truth of the situation and unfortunately it's going to go mostly on deaf ears and until today Mm.
3: Right.
1: Today, Angel, you were heard. You were heard. It was missing one line. You know,
2: you call Jesus a shepherd because you're all a bunch of
0: sheep. They're probably Um, asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the other one I liked, it's from uh, this guy's guy's screen name is Scott MXPX. Love this guy. And uh, their comment is, I agree with the religious setting of this song, but as I listened more to the CD, it got me thinking, is Blindside a Christian-based band? Let me know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is like the "Do Not Reply" to this email chain. <laughs> like,
2: please don't reply all.
1: Uh, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, keep it rolling. Let's, let's go to the next one.
2: Right. Uh, this one's called "Jesus Is My Lord and Savior." Um, no, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. This is sleepwalking. Bless
0: That chorus was buttery, baby. Oh, man. That, let me tell you, that boy was asking to see them hands. Yeah. Let me see them hands. He's doing just a quick stigmata check. Let me see them hands. Let me, I can <laughs> see, you see through, through my hands. That's too far. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus, he's talking about waking up. Wake mm. up. Wake up. Sheeple? Maybe? I don't what think I so. Mean, no. Dare you be
1: born again? Yes, what Dance. Matt said. No, what Lauren said. <laughs> Only because in the it, one thing that you're going to find about this record is that lyrically there is a huge theme of self-depreciation. Uh, oh yeah, Christian is not a fan of Christian, but he is a Christian. Let's keep all of our all of our brackets Christian in the straight. right spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but this record, he talks like because you have pitiful where he's you know I'm pitiful. I'm pitiful. I'm a pitiful horrible sinner. Right. This record or this song, it's always directed towards him. Are you trying to wake me up uh, now that you're trying to pull? What are you trying to pull? Is it my arm? I do believe it's all, you know, wake me up, wake me up. And he does this thing that's really frustrating because, like, I like to analyze lyrics, obviously. He does this thing where it's frustrating where I never know if he's talking about himself or if he's talking about someone else as if it's himself. (laughs) Um, But, you know, with getting to the whole, like, yeah, sleep, sleepwalking, sleepwalking. Yeah, anybody that's not a Christian is sleepwalking. Get it? but it's me but it's me i'm also that way didn't you guys listen to pitiful it's me it's me
2: <laughs> the call
1: was coming, coming from inside, inside the, the house, house. That's right Ah, uh, yeah
0: Sleepwalking. <laughs> song's pretty
1: cool too yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's a good song uh, yeah, I like the yas that are in the background. Those are fun. I also like that occasionally his voice is cracking and breaking. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, he's he's just like he's feeling it at a level. He's raw. like, keep keep the seams in, keep keep the blemishes in. I want to be real and raw. And Howard Benson's like, a little bit. <laughs> Don't worry. These these songs are still going to be tight. I wrote this as very earnest, but I did not have a bad time. I'm not a huge fan of a slowed down chorus generally, but this one's pretty good. I mean, those verses, though, very punchy. Very much enjoyed that. SongMeanings.com Blindside Rocks said, This song can send chills, especially at the end. The screaming is incredible. They lyrics rock, too. They lyrics, they rock. (laughs) Oh, they lyrics? They lyrics? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, rock. They rock. Um, they named me Mikey said, I couldn't tell you what the song is about, but it is most definitely my favorite Blindside song as far as the musical aspect of it goes. Bro, this song deeper. rocks me so hard. Veronica9282 said, the whole album means a lot to me. I first heard of them when I was 18 years old. That was six years ago. They were having a concert here in Ventura County and I wanted to go, but my asshole father said, no, it's on a school night. But ever since, have been a real big fan. and Would love to see them live, Veronica. It's wow. been six years, and you are still holding this grudge, girl. You got to see Blindside Stat. You got yeah. to let this go. Perfect closing comment from uh, Zeig, who said, "I didn't know Blindside was a Jesus band." <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> get used to these comments. Then somebody uh, always
1: rolls in hot with like, Well, here's some scriptural references
0: for oh, every
2: single Oh, year. I love that guy, the scholar. Yeah. There's yep.
0: there are a couple I did not quote any of them, but they're literally like eight paragraphs. I want to break down every single one of these, talk about how this lines up to the the good book, and line up to old testament, new testament. And I was like, dude, I'm not reading all this. I'm sorry it happened or I'm happy for you, but I ain't reading all this. <laughs> so uh john three three yeah Yeah. uh matt what we got next oh
2: baby we've got cute boring love
0: So I um I was looking at these lyrics, looking at them uh, as, a, as a as a grown ass man, <laughs> and um, uh, hi lyrics, uh, hi lyrics, and uh, I was like, is this song um this song is is very critical the concept of uh, of casual sex. This song is like, don't do it, yeah, don't you dare. But also is um being very cheeky by saying that you know cute boring love. That's what all those casual sex havers are th- look th- think of when they see these people in long-term relationships. Oh, that's cute. That's cute, and it's boring. I'm out and about, getting wild. <laughs> <laughs> a, a damn freak in the sheets. <laughs> a freak in the sheets.
3: Um, I feel like I'm, I'm out there <laughs> buck <book>
0: wild. <laughs> Listen, man, just you know, it's just flapping in the wind. Um, I mean, I can't tell when someone's (laughs) complimenting my hair that they're into me. (laughs) Yes. um, So uh, this was, uh, it's funny is that I don't think I've listened to a song um, like this in a while where I was like, relax. I mean, this song feels like it was delivered to me while sitting in a chair backwards to let me know that they were hip and cooling down. But also wanted to break down some truth for me. It's punchy. Once again, punchy. That's the kind I come back to. These songs are punchy. Damn. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, this song is. So the you read it as a grown ass man for the first time. I was not a grown ass man uh, when I first read these lyrics. And so, the first time I read it, this is what this is the type of song that Christians refer to as "quote unquote" a great song lyrically, man, um, because. <laughs> Because it, it it reinforces something that you already think, and so whenever somebody says what you think already, it it hits a dope. You know, you get a dopamine hit in your brain. Your brain recognizes yep. that pattern. It pats you on the back, tells you you did a good job. These boys are great. They're Christians, probably. Uh, and it's gonna <laughs> stop be- stop for debate. Stop yeah, for debate. Yeah, way up. Jury's still debate. out. But I think that this song is so it was so weird to experience now. Uh, versus then, because then I would have said, "Yeah, this is a great song." Um, he talks about you know some really hardcore truths. You know, like I mean, I was I was in it. I was eating the cake every day. I had the I had the purity ring. I was there, you know, um, which is weird because looking back on it, I probably didn't really have to worry about making a vow of purity, uh, but um, <laughs> I certainly didn't. Yeah, it really <laughs> it turned came- out to not be a problem at all. Uh, <laughs> but I think that. With this, it's it's interesting because he mixes sort of as close to sexual as this man can get. He mixes this, like, sexual theme with... Uh, like, he probably thought it was really edgy using the word lust. Uh, but, you know... But then whenever he turns around, why are you so... What are you so scared of, sister? What are you so scared of, sister? Um, it's weird hearing him hearing him mix that Christianese terminology, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, to like be talking about this subject. Uh and I don't know if it was just like a translation fail. You know what I mean? Like a like a this is gonna Mm. be fine. Uh but it's but it's not. Um it, it just it always came off weird to me. And I remember me and my friend Buddy used to drive to school listening to Uh, silence by blindside and we would get to this song and then we would always talk about it because it was something that we were worried about that. It turns out we did not have to really worry about at all. Um, But we were always like, yeah, it's really cool that he's talking about lust. You know, we say he's calling it out. He's calling it out. This is a a rampant problem. He's Mm drawn that line in the sand, you know, Mm -hmm. about, about, yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to do this, you know, and just like all of the hard statements in this album, uh, it's wrapped up in this nice candy-coated, you know, package, and it sounds good. It goes through, but this is this is the first song that, if you are staunchly anti whatever the Christian ideal is on a on this particular subject, then this is where it's really going to stick out to you. This is this is where it's going to start no. poking you in the back. You're this like, is hey, where hold on. You're, the battle lines are getting drawn. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, yeah, um,
0: yeah. I, I like I like Dan the, the picture you painted of you and Buddy driving to school, listening to the song, then talking about it and saying to each other, Listen, man, today at school, no casual sex. No casual Ryan. sex, okay. <laughs> You're
1: gonna dude, you know you know that at that time we had what were called accountability partners, right? So if you I
0: know, I do not know about this.
1: Yeah, so what an accountability partner is, is where you will you and your friend will both agree not to look at porn or something. You know, either either don't drink, don't smoke, don't have any casual sex, you know, or don't do any of this stuff. And then your friend was going to make that pact with you. And then you both were going to be accountability partners for each other. And, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, with the porn thing, there was software you could install on your computer that would let your accountability partner know uh, if you decided to open up incognito mode. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Uh, it, it was a real thing. Now, Buddy and I never went that far with it, but it was definitely a thing that we were encouraged uh, to do to keep ourselves, you know, from falling into these worldly traps, so to speak. Um, the whole "not of this world" thing was taken very, very, very seriously, and so that's how you get a song like "Cute Boring Love" because it comes from that place. You know, it comes from that era, and it's also going to slide by because. Obviously, POD was never. I'm sorry, uh, Blindside was never su- as successful as POD, right? So right. a lot of right. Blindside's audience, as you can tell from the comments, are already people that are firmly entrenched in the Christian rock world, and even stuff like Blindside, just because of all the screaming and stuff, makes it more edgy. But the reason why a band like Blindside does so well in the Christian rock world is because they are very, very much from the same place, and they're catering to those same ideas. So that explains the song. I don't know how much I necessarily agree with it, but um, that's... That's how something like this we got here. here.
0: Wow. That makes sense. Um, so I had a similar thing to you, Dan, uh, except I had an uh, anti-accountability friends um, who were constantly making sure that I had all of the bad things you're not supposed to have. Yes. <laughs> all right. And um,
2: I ha- I had a best friend who uh, was just my friend, and we were never going to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me and buddy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. Like, oh, we have... Yeah.
2: Well, I have rich dreams of all this pussy I'm going to never <laughs> have. Right, right. <laughs> uh, um, I was, wouldn't know what to do yeah. with it. I couldn't have handled it. I was a child. It's true. That is it's true. Even, yeah. even mm-hmm. the older I get, I stayed a child until my mid-20s where life smacked
0: me upside the head. I pulled out a couple comments from com. This one's from Harmonical Fatigue who said, to me, this song is about this guy that is getting sick of putting up with casual sex and is longing for a more stable relationship, a more committed relationship. In other words, the cute, boring love, hence the chorus. It also sounds to me like he is asking this, quote, fuck friend of his (laughs) to open up to him, to love him emotionally, not just sexually. Don't you think it's time to trespass? What are you so scared of, sister? I'm just as scared as you um harmonical fatigue um i've been in the game for a while and i've hmm. never heard anybody call it a fuck friend <laughs> i'm just going to say it right now fuck buddy fuck buddy Berk. but a fuck friend i don't know that one that one's a little clunky to me and then two hearts ablaze said, I am so glad someone mentioned the fact that these people are Christians. (laughs) Uh, No, this song is not about having casual sex. I agree with some of what has been said, like he cares for this girl a lot and would like her to feel a pure kind of love, God's pure unconditional love, even for a girl like her. Uh, Two Hearts Ablaze, did you read like no other comments? I think the answer is yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh Ugh. all right. Well well there you go. Um Matt. Up
2: next, next up next we've got the ending, by the way, not even close to the ending no, of this film. <laughs>
4: Feel it, it's breaking, it's coming down, it's crashing down from up high I can see it, it's too big, too fast Too big
0: Uh, Dan we'll start with you
1: yeah so this is the classic example of a song that probably should have been cut um, yeah I mean it's it's fine straight to it but it, straight it, it, to
0: it. it this guy's got them scissors out and we cutting <laughs> yeah
1: I mean when you're when your CD is 12 is 13 songs long the endings is is it's fine. It's a fine blindside song. It has a verse, a chorus, and a verse. And it's <laughs> no, I know. I sounds like I'm just making true generally the ingredients yeah. for a <laughs> pop song. is yeah. yeah, all right. Uh, but
0: I still, don't know. The, Dan the, wants it gone.
1: The first four were, were straight fire, and this just kind of like it really, really kind of brings it down a little bit. And this is just a personal quirk of mine, but I don't like it when they quote unquote slow it down or like let's go slower like i just don't think that the chorus really punches on this song i don't think that there's enough screams that's a that's an issue i have with this record and uh, very much the next blindside record is that they are there's not enough screams there's not enough of that hardcore blindside in it and i just feel like this thing just sort of meanders on and it is just there to be there
2: yeah if this was a cd in my car i probably would have backed up a couple songs already mm-hmm. i'd hit that back button
0: um You know, I noticed that this song had the most chug that we've encountered so far. The bass is kind of rolling. It's got the stop start. So the new metal tag makes sense now because this feels like the most new metal song front to back that I've heard. So it's interesting that you guys are like, this new metal song, it's got to fucking go. (laughs) Um, But um, I didn't didn't mind this one so much. I mean, it felt like if you're going to add a little variety to your record... You might want to do something like this. At the same time, I'm also not a huge fan of like we're gonna slow it down for a little bit. Like, mm. yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna chug it, I you know my ears will pe- perk up for the chug a little bit. Songmeanings.com. I am nothing to you written as if it's Prince, maybe it's one of Prince's Burner accounts, said, this is the best rock song on the CD. It has all the right elements. I don't know what the lyrics means. Most of the lyrics on Silence are pretty undefined and ambiguous. Whoa, bro.
2: (laughs) Okay. All All right. right. Don't know what album you're listening to. Okay. But
0: but this song just rocks. I love the background singing from Simon during the chorus. Very nice. I am nothing to you. Dude. These boys are Christians. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. And then uh, the immediate follow-up comment is from Distant, who says, it's about him talking with God, as most of the songs on the CD, about being a Christian in the music industry. Uh, and then uh, Punk Valentine closed us out was by typing this one in all caps and said, I just like singing along to this song while I'm driving. I was going to bring this up. This mm-hmm. This seems like a very strong car record. Oh, yeah. I would say In the Car... Kind of all runs together for me. I felt I felt like I was like, okay, like there are 13 songs in this album. I am in the midst of them, but it didn't I didn't really get um, a I'm real like midst. I'm in the midst of them. There were some before, there were more to come, but I de- I never I, I I things kind of congealed a little bit on my car. Listen, I will say on my notes. Listen, I was you know I had the lyrics in front of me. I was readily aware. Oh, this song be sex shaming baby. You know, like right, I, I right. knew what we were dealing with. This one, you know, I didn't even write down what I thought this song is actually about. Probably something religious.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this one, this one probably actually is somewhat more ambiguous cuz it's just like, oh yeah, the endings, everything's breaking, it's coming down, but he never he never says what it is, which is weird because there are times where he's ultra specific <laughs> and then there mm. are times where he's just like, I don't know, man, you know, the world and stuff, and you know, but now you gotta understand when a Christian band says the world, they mean they mean the ungodly world, the, right. the unsaved mm-hmm. world. Right. When you say the world as a negative, it's 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 not the world in general. It's literally just everybody that's not you and your friends.
0: There it is. All of us with no accountability partners. You know, we're just bumping around. Um, well, you better not you be. Have to- Cause I'll know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. That brings us to our next track. Yep. You you can hide it.
4: Hmm. <laughs> It's all
0: uh dan i gotta know you've seen blindside live i have um what's the blindside live show are these boys flipping and jumping these boys are flipping
1: around in circles jumping christian will jump into a crowd of people and let them carry him around um he likes to let other people sing portions of vocals i mean it's a real it's a it's the real package Um, wow
0: okay Uh, Because this one, I imagine being a big crowd pleaser. This is, uh, it's got that pop punk alt vibe that I honestly kind of like. It's a good time. You know, this seems like a good time song about the fact that you can hide from (laughs) the teachings of our Lord, but (laughs) the (laughs) motherfucker's going to find you.
1: Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, So this song is. I have two things about this record. Or not record, sorry. Guys, old patterns, everything I'm talking about is a record. This USB drive in my hand, it's a record. Everything's a record. There it is. Um, But on this song, so number one, have you guys ever played Quake? Quake? you know yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, absolutely absolutely. so Uh, yeah absolutely (laughs) so if you may remember that the way that you could listen to the excellent nine inch nails soundtrack on quake was that you had to have the cd in the drive so you could play quake without the cd but if you did it there was no music so what happens if you put another cd in the drive while you're playing quake wait a minute that's right
0: second wait a goddamn second what
1: yeah yeah so you put a different cd in and it's going to play whatever track it's supposed to play on the Quake soundtrack, and yeah. So I remember loading up a game of Quake one day, just as as one does, and you can hide it starts playing. While I'm just, I'm blasting dudes in the face, you know, uh, and this song's playing, it's not doesn't really fit or whatever, and I was like, huh, and then I went into another record, I went into another uh I went into another record, another level, and uh, "Cute Boring Love" starts playing, and like, so then I was like, okay, I've left the the Blindside CD, but I honestly just played Quake like that for like three or four months, uh, and this is always the first song that plays. So it's, every time I hear this, I think a Quake. I'm like, yeah, Quake. You know, let's go blast some stuff. But um, the other thing too, so this song is not necessarily about you hiding from God, but more like hiding yourself. From other like not wanting other people to know that you are all about God, so so it's like you're enjoying the sun. He talks about like the standing in the sun and the tan, and you can't just wash those blood stains away. You know, um, blood of Christ for sure.
0: Oh, that's whose blood we're talking yes, about—blood of
1: Christ. Okay. It's always, right. it's always the it's blood always, of Christ. Um, I mean, listen, t-
0: t- if his hands are bleeding and his sides bleeding and he's got a crowd of thorns, that guy is leaving a mess wherever he goes. It's,
1: it's a bloody guy, yeah, and so you it's a bloody boy right uh but no <laughs> oh he's a blood boy he's a blood yeah. boy yeah but you know this song it's interesting because this is a sort of mirrors they blindside has another song on their previous album called king of the closet where he just screams i'm a vampire i'm a vampire i'm afraid the light is going to set me on fire and so it's he, i feel like he's sort of taking the same theme of like light and a tan and and you know sunlight of like you want to sit here and live in the warmth of God and you want to enjoy all the benefits of being a christian but you don't want anybody to know about it and so you're going to try to hide it
3: Mm, Mm. interesting
0: interesting uh you know what you could you could flip that lesson you know you know if you're somebody who listens to this podcast and enjoy it but you don't tell your friends and family about it you know same thing same message tell Mm -hmm. people about the show that share button is right there I mean right there. Right there. Right fucking there. Right there. <laughs> sure it. Um, <laughs> um Songmeanings.com. I like this comment from Sepron, who said, Well, this band is extremely religious. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Uh and then they go in this. They were originally on Solid State Records, which was an all Christian band record Solid label. State but, They tour with other Christian bands, they say they're a Christian band on stage, and their lyrics are obviously Christian-oriented. And if you pay attention to this song, you can tell this is about the sacrifice of Jesus. It's plain to see. Sephron, no notes. You did it. Is that a (laughs) gotham? I mean, it would be a gotham, sort of, kind of, if anyone read it and noticed it, because (laughs) (laughs) but no one will, because it's going to come up again. Uh, Blindside. (laughs) Blindside.
3: I'm not, uh, I'm
0: not. I'm not sure if this I'm is a Christian, Christian song or not. Um, when they talk about bathing in the blood of Christ, are they actually talking about the blood of Chris, my friend Chris, Chris, I've Thompson, heard. My friend Chris Christy, Thompson, my friend Christy, Chris Thompson, my friend Chris Thompson?
2: Oh, bloody Chris Thompson! Yeah, yeah. Bloody
0: Chris Thompson! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he fell down uh, in his grandma's driveway, skinned his knees. It was a whole thing. We had to go inside get some paper towels. They didn't have any band aids. It was just a mess. People thought someone had died there. Maybe that's who oh, they're talking about.
2: Bloody Chris Thompson.
0: Oh, yeah. the bloody Chris. Um, Matt, what do we got next?
2: Well, I'll tell you right now we've got Thought Like Flames.
1: I hate you,
4: so don't you say another word.
0: Dan, we're gonna start with you, my friend. You know, unlike
1: a lot of Christian rock songs that tell you about how God about who God is, this song has no problem letting you know who God is not, uh, which is which is you and and me mm. and the person that he's talking to in this song. I like this one a lot. This is where this is where the core, because I feel like the last two tracks, while still decent, and one well one's decent, the other one I said I'd rather cut. Uh, but I think that it kind of gets a little boring with how they'll start off real slow and then they'll eventually will get to a really good chorus, but it's starting to take a little while at this point in the record. But I love that. I love the whole, whenever he starts getting into the hook, you know, sorry, you're not a God. And then he's like, sorry, but you're not God. I love that as a, as, as a kid in 2002 that goes to church, that song is like, yeah, but it's interesting when I looked at it this time around, I was like, okay, this is he's in a he's either in a relationship with someone or uh, that has self-esteem issues or self-image issues uh, or um, it's easy they're in a relationship or he's a, a friend of or whatever. And I think it's interesting the whole you're not God thing comes from the whole like you think you're supposed to look this way, but God wants you to look this way and you're not God. So you, you're you not allowed to have this image of yourself. And I think it comes from a really pure place. But it also sounds a little too much like you're telling this person what to do. You know, you're know, you telling this person how to live their life.
0: I, I feel like this album's been telling a lot of people how to live their life. And I wrote in my notes that at this point I would love a subject change. Um, and I would like to cut the monotony up with something just not about this. Like maybe a song about taking your dog for a walk. Um, or a song about like restocking your fridge. These were the two topics that came to my head. Um, I think, you know, I, w- I would just love a, a, a subject change would be great just in the middle of this album. It'd be great. Just a song a not about this, but it seems like they had a thesis and they were not deviating at all. Um, but I'm just putting it out there. Maybe in the middle of your album, just a song about your dog. I'm just saying. Walking it, feeding it, something. Writing exercise, something to think about. Matt?
2: You know, this was the, on a different take on it, this was the first one that I listened to that I heard his accent very clearly. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone so far has been kind of like the screams or the song itself is loud enough. Since they slowed it down, took the tone down a little bit, it was the first one where I was like, oh, these are not native English speakers. I did not you know i would not have known up until this point uh, if we wouldn't have discussed it obviously earlier in the show but i would have been like hold it where are these guys from <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah there is a sense of uh, every now and again You're you beautiful <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what they sound like in interviews, right? They sound like the Swedish <laughs> yeah. chef, right? Yeah, I mean, sweet. A little, Between I mean, song banter, yeah. they're like, hurdy-durdy, we're Christian. Me and
2: my boys, they have a good
1: I couldn't tell from that interview whether they were Christian or not, though. Oh, oh I bet you couldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: they were on the 700 Club, and we still couldn't tell. Oh, man. Uh, Matt, what we got next? I'll tell you right now. The next song is called Time will change your heart.
0: Once again, very bouncy, very punchy. This one gave me the most P.O.D. vibes of any song on the album, especially in that chorus that felt like something that Sonny might do. Um, I'm going to say it. I mean, this feels like a song. Mm, Hear me out here. I don't know if we've determined whether or not this band is Christians. Um, Mm, Interesting. But but it seems like he's saying that, you know what? I'm coming to you with with the truth. I'm coming to you with, with facts, figures. I got a whole book full of testimonials from some boys and girls from back in the day and it's gonna take a minute but it's okay because god's got all the time in the world for you to come back around and you're gonna hear what i'm saying you're gonna believe and that's fine take all it's funny though that there's there's some songs where it's like you need to do this right away and Mm -hmm. other songs where he's like take all the time you need you'll come around eventually and it's like all right You've just removed the ticking clock for me, you know now it's just now I just gotta one day I'll wake up and be like, ah, that dude in Blindside was right. <sighs> there it is. But yeah, this one punchy, fun. I had a good time with this one.
1: Dan, this was me and Buddy's favorite one to blast in the car because it had the most screaming. and I don't think we necessarily talk about, we have talked about this yet, but what do we think of uh, what do we think of Christians screams on this record?
0: I'd say they're strong for the most part. Like I said though, every now and again he's cracking. Yeah. <clears throat> I say as my voice is cracking. But I mean he's uh he's not bad. I give him a gentleman's B. Matt. Ooh, a gentleman's B. Mm, yeah. That. Not to be confused with the gentleman's C. Totally different. Right. I mean, I I am
2: enjoying I'm enjoying his vocal stylings for sure. I, I could agree on a gentleman's
1: B. <laughs> there you go. I think it's interesting because it's the last. uh, It's this probably truly one of the last albums that I listened to before I started being like, I want to hear dudes make growling gurgly sounds. You know what I mean? So like it was, Mm -hmm. um, this this was kind of the last bastion of like I felt like this is as hard as hard rock really gets before it becomes metal. You know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of hardcore in there. But yeah, we used to blast this one just because it was so fast. It was so um, so screamy. And it was as close as you could get, because I remember reading comments uh, when this first came out, like on AOL boards. I wish I could pull some of those old ones up, the old AOL uh, band discussion boards. But uh, they would always talk about like old school blindside fans and be like, yeah, that song, Time Will Change Your Heart, that's as close to the old blindside as we're going to get. <laughs> you know on this record. And uh and it's true. It, it does have a nice a nice clean chorus to it, but it really uh it really punches in all the right ways. If you're only here for heaviness, and you're only here for screaming and intensity because it has been kind of slow for the last few tracks.
0: com had one comment from NirvanaFreak94 who said, "This song is so awesome. The guitars are so heavy and he screams and oh man, It's so beautiful. Such raw emotion. Anyway, I really love the part where he goes, we laugh about it and we dwell over it, but time flies by and I'm getting anxious. Forgive me for pushing you. I know you have your own legs to walk with. I guess it's because, to me, it's so precious. Ugh, so bimply, beautiful part. This song, I think, is about a relationship and, ha, past relationship. And when he says, time will change your heart, he's really saying that, like, time will bring us back together this is definitely one of my favorite songs on the record good job boys good job boys all right
1: good job boys that is that is certainly one of the interpretations of all time i love it
0: listen <laughs> l- l- listen that is something yeah. listen when someone's like i've got to put the uggs and the likes into my comment i felt like this person knows ethereal voice better than most I'm just saying Nirvana Freak 94 I look forward to more of your writing Uh, what do we got next Matt
2: well I'll tell you what we have next painting painting
4: It's worth a lie You took a lie and made it true I find no touch in there
0: That riff. That's a good riff. Uh when I saw the song title, I said, "Finally, we are talking about something a little different on this album." So I'm expecting references to Bob Ross. I'm expecting references to all the Ninja Turtles, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I'm expecting to hear about pastels. I'm expecting to hear about mixing colors. No. <laughs> Not entirely. <laughs> this is the world you painted was new. The colors were so alive. Took a lie and made it true. A final touch and then right into the painting you dive. You've created this lie and now you live in it. Whoa. That is not what Bob Ross would say. Because he'd say there'd be no mistakes. No That's mistakes. His, no mistakes. No mistakes.
1: mistake. No. I mean, Bob Ross did like to beat the devil out of his paintbrushes.
0: That's true. So, I mean, in a, in a
1: certain way, Bob Ross is more Christian metal than... Uh then blindside Is Bob
0: Ross Christian? <laughs> uh, is it, uh I you know what? I don't know. Let's, let's go to the board. Let's go to the boards. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. I think he said God bless you at the end of every single painting, right? Didn't he? Maybe. Uh, I'm pretty sure.
1: Let's not create um, a new Mandela effect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh right.
0: Let's not. Well, I mean, listen, those those are readily available, beautiful. The 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 proto ASMR is watching uh, Bob Ross paintings oh yeah um, for sure videos yeah for I'd sure. agree with that um uh this one you know what uh let me go to my notes I wrote a moody open a very new decision and you and uh, more conversion talk sinner please return to the fold <laughs> Dan
1: yeah I, this I actually get this one mixed up with uh the one about sun tanning um uh- <laughs> because um, uh, you can hide it, uh, for they're like, this guy doesn't even know what this record do not remember what the song is called, um, but the uh, is this guy even Christian? I wonder, let's go to the board, let's go to the okay. board first of all, do not even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> you do a podcast for five years where you talk about some Christian bands, some not, and it's like, Hey bro, love the podcast. Uh, are you a believer or what? Question mark. <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. Um,
0: hey, hey Dan, Dan. Uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about our show. Um, we've got 300 plus episodes. We talk about new metal every week exclusively. There is debate on whether or not we like new metal. Just putting that out there. Are you so guys? It, it, it,
3: oh well, wait, here's the thing. These guys new, don't metal even like new metal
0: uh, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, ostensibly. <laughs> okay. Um, let's, go right. <laughs> let's go to the board. All
1: right.
3: Wow. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Okay.
1: So painting is thematically very similar, um, to you can hide it, except like, I do feel like there's a little bit of, of rehashing of the same sort of ideas. Like you're being very creative with it. Painting, you know, we'll see colors again, but like this song, you sort of combines the whole, like you need to change right now, but don't worry. You messed up. It's okay. We all mess up. You'll see colors again. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, But then he also says, like, it's your life that's at stake, which makes me feel like maybe I won't see colors again if my life's at stake. Like, can I make such a fatal mistake that I will not only die on Earth, but also spend eternity in hell? You know, Uh, I, I do feel like he's again, I feel like a lot of these songs that come off strong come from a good place or what would seem like a good place coming from that culture, coming from that mindset. Um, but the way it reads now is very like, well, which one is it, dude? Am I allowed to make stakes and time's gonna change my heart and and all of this, or do I need to stop what I'm doing right now and change?
0: You know. Hot debate. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Hot debate. That's a good (laughs) question. That's a good question. Good question. Um I did not write down any comments on song meanings for this one. Um because uh you know what honestly there were not a lot of great ones for this one uh one person just said amazing need i say more yeah motherfucker it's songmeanings.com we need to know if what this is do a do? christian
1: band or not i need <laughs> to
0: know if this is a christian band or not all right if you don't fucking tell me if this is a christian band or not i'm going to lose my mind <laughs> lose it um uh, what do we got next
2: oh i'll tell you <laughs> my job is to tell you <laughs> yes. that the next song is midnight.
4: Insane, insane, world you know could care less about what this world has to offer if the to die. I'll keep my human spare. Somewhere where I'll let you out a peek inside my eye Cause you're the one I see I you know I'm still Gonna hear your steps to cool. And I know you're alive And I'll get my heart to survive This world has nothing to offer you I'm so rich and for the sky it's So far or keep my eyes Face on my heart, will I try in time Will I try, will my feet on the battle shadows but my hand towards the light Will I try in time?
0: I wrote in my notes uh, that this is uh, a mid-tempo moody boy. It's very track 10 of them to do this. Very um, track 10. It's a very track 10 mood. and uh, But this is a song, first, first and foremost, do we know if this is a Christian band? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I mean. We're going to need to figure that out but there is a reference taking a leak that's That's, obviously does that's i gotta tell you that was one where i thought first that song meanings had a typo and i was mishearing it then i pulled the lyric book out because i've got it here because i got it from mega headquarters rock of ages and it's in the lyric book too what are we talking about peeing? yeah we are okay dan go to you yeah man Talk us through. Uh,
1: so obviously me and my me and my friends we don't we don't love potty humor but it was just so like even back then this is not something that i i think you guys are expecting me to be all like all right bro so here's the thing all christian bands make a reference to pee on the, you know like no but it's like this is so funny Educate because us, please. like what i what i love about blindside more specifically on their other records than i do this one Is that his lyrics are always like really open and sort of like try to be funny, but in a very endearing way. And this is the first time that he like tries to do that on silence. I feel like this record was definitely created in a lab you know to to a certain degree uh to try to to try to make a hit to try to make sure all the pieces are in play and the first time they're like all right yeah we don't really have anything for for midnight christian so you know you just go in there you do your thing you know let's let's hear it and he's just like yeah whatever i do don't let your inside out but i've got to take a leak you know <laughs> and so it's like i could see they probably all sat down looked at those looked at that lyric and were like they high five at each other this is funny people are going to think it's funny <laughs> Uh, without thinking about like does this really does this really work for the song uh, that, we're, that we're doing here because the rest of it is so damn serious uh, about about sinning and, and not feeling good. you know I talked about self-deprecation uh, this is them hundred uh, percent like t- to at is like'm I'm a, I'm a horrible sinner. I feel all of these big feelings and every single time I try to do something on my own I fail but that's the song that i th- th- that i put the p joke in
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i can tell you that um the commenters on songmeanings.com definitely thought it was a joke and definitely didn't take it super seriously emotion Alice said but i've got to take a leak uh what is that supposed to mean really and you then punk rock chick 217 said here's the story with these lyrics The world doesn't like Christians as a whole. And so Christians are encouraged to not, quote, let your inside out, not to tell people about Christ. But the singer says that he's got to take a leak or let out the word of God. It took me a bit, but that's what I think that means. Rock on. Oh, baby. That is an incredible stretch. And the fact that they said it took me a minute. And then I look at the posting on this, this question on. Uh, God to Take a Leak was posted September 12, 2002. Punk Rock Chick did not respond until March 6, 2003. Yeah, they took some time. You got to think about it. They took some time to get things. there. Yeah. You know what? I mean, if someone's up there on the pulpit espousing for the views of the Christian nation, I'm like, is this <laughs> yep. guy taking a leak? Is this guy leaking? He might be leaking. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Matt, what do we got next? Uh, we've
2: got Coming Back to Life.
4: It's a-
0: So I have to admit, at this point in my listens, uh, we definitely have a lot of energy still coming from this band, but um, I feel that we've run out of tricks, and I definitely feel like I've heard all these boys have to give, and started feeling a little bit redundant, both musically and lyrically. I mean, once again, we're talking about glimpses in the corner of the eye. That was track one. We're doing it again. We're still getting glimpses, still seeing things. I feel like... I feel like Howard Benson should have been like, mm, we've already got a Glimpse song. Why don't you do a song about taking your dog for a walk? That's what I want. That's what I want. But that's mm-hmm. not what we got here. We're doing more glimpsing. Dan, what would you think about this one?
1: I always enjoyed this one because, again, it is a little bit more of an up uptick. Uh, because what this band does a lot, and it, it's kind of frustrating, is they'll go for like three or four songs where you're just waiting for something to happen. And in my case, because I'm a bit of a meathead, Uh, I like it to be hard and heavy all the time, (laughs) you know, for the most part. And this record doesn't give me that consistently enough uh, to keep me engaged. So a lot of the time, the reason I'm always happy to hear this song is I'll be doing something else. Like last night I was grocery shopping uh, while listening to this. And um, I remember, you know, I sort of just phased out. All I could really, all I really noticed was that I was grocery shopping until this song came on, and I was like, "Oh, I'm still listening to this Blindside record." Okay, <laughs> all right, we're you know we're still going. Um, so I I always like that. I like it it's, it's a little bit like um, POD ish in its uh, in its delivery. It's a little bit more like uh, what do we used to call it, like rapcore ish, uh, you know, where he's he's kind of trying to spit the lyrics, but like not really rapping, not really singing, not really screaming. Um, but yeah, it, by this point in the record, though, you know, I, I would have been totally fine if like. They had just sort of closed it off by now and closed up shop and went home. Uh, because we're, we're at a point where we've just gone on for so long that you're like, oh, we're repeating themes. Just like Lauren said, uh, repeating themes, um, having 13 tracks just to have them. It, the record didn't have to be 47 minutes long. Well, oh,
2: you blew it because ah, I was oh, going to say so sorry. this is sorry. I, oh, that's okay. I it's asked okay. the question. How respectful of our time is this album? And yeah, it's it's only 47 minutes long, which means at this point you could have listened to it twice. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: but I, I kind of coming back to life. Yeah, I'm at that point where this this should have been 10 tracks. Yeah. Um, but here we are.
0: You know, I saw a thing recently. Uh, the band We Are Scientists said that every album should be 10 tracks and that they have been trying to adhere that their whole career and then someone was like well wait on this one record you had 11 and they were like yeah that was our mistake we should have cut this song like we should have cut this specific song that album should have been 10 tracks that's on us and you know sometimes i sit there and i'm thinking like man 10 tracks might be the way to go then you listen to like depeche mode violator and it's only nine tracks and you're like no notes maybe no no you know and then you start just cutting and then you're like, you know, and then all of a sudden you're listening to nothing. You're like, okay, I've cut too much. Yep. I've cut too much. You gotta have a well, couple that's, songs. That's what's
2: so good about the vinyl record, because it is like five and five. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've kind of passed um the the streaming bloat era where people would drop like a twenty eight song album on us. I don't feel like people don't really do that anymore. I feel like not now- as much well, it's not as powerful
2: as it used to be. Now mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you're going to drop 23 songs and I'm,
1: which one should I listen to? Like, right. Well, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it's 2023. I'm not going to listen to your album. I'm going to make a playlist of all the songs I like on your album, mixed with a bunch of other songs that I like. <laughs> you know, maybe from other albums.
0: Mm, wow. So, there you go. Um, yeah, at 47 I felt like, yeah, this was respectful of our time, but um, definitely on my last listen when I was doing notes for the show, I was kind of like, how many songs do i got left yeah could we could we could we try, could we move this along just a little bit um so yeah uh i don't have anything from song meetings on this one um i think they were just still kind of discussing whether or not blindside is a christian band which and i think we... that's
2: a good good conversation <laughs> jury's
0: still out jury's still out so um what do we got next well we got she shut your eyes
4: Close your eyes. Now you can say better like next time. But I know you're about to die. How deep can you drill into a man's soul and still say better like next time? When the only thing to fill it with is a lie. So say what you want, but drums so are crystal clear.
0: Um, this has some tasty riffing, I thought, and I also wrote in my notes that these boys are going to convert you if it's the last thing <laughs> they do. All right, you're not getting out of this Blindside album unconverted. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Um, so, I mean, this is presuming that, of course, they're converting me to Christianity, which I do not know if they are Christian or not. Still, a that's debate, a good question. Still, a debate. Dan, Blindside. Christian or not. What are you where do you um, on that?
1: You know, I think that they doubled down in a really good way in that number one all their songs are about Jesus. Uh mm. their lead singer's name literally is Christian. Um so I mean, you you've got it from any angle that you want. You know, because I could make an argument that even if their lyrics were about Satan, this is a Christian band because there's a guy named Christian in the band. And Correct. so he's a Christian. Mm. He's he is literally a Christian in a band. Uh, there, there's so many variations on that terminology. It just it works so well. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're, they're a Christian band, Blindside. They're still a Christian band. You could you could listen to like their newest rock record, and they're they're still a Christian band. They they didn't they didn't pull a Gideon on us, and you know just go completely the opposite direction. Um, although that sometimes is more interesting. A lot of my favorite Christian bands are <clears throat> we no longer identify uh, with with that, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: let me tell you this Gideon pivot I'm here for it I'm loving it we just listened to a Gideon track uh it was one of the Andrew Wolfe recommendations a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh and now they've got this new Gideon record coming out two singles are straight on Ripper City uh and and, and also they're swearing on it yeah, man. Yeah, you
1: can't Gosh, do that if you're a Christian band. Unless you're unless you're Norma Jean, then you can't then it's okay. uh there's oh. yeah, that's that's Didn't become know. that's become a new thing now. Christian bands swear now. Uh we finally got yeah. there, it took a long time, took a lot of fighting, but uh yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. a thing now.
0: Well I think that the Pope weighed in, he was like, Christian bands are allowed like one fuck, one shit. You know, it's like it's like the difference PG-13. between pg G thirteen to an R. Exactly. Yeah, you get one fuck, you get one shit, yeah, you know. And uh, you're going to make it count. And, uh, I mean, did you guys see Megan? Did you guys see the movie Megan? No, not yet. Mm. Okay. that Megan's PG-13. And uh, it's got one fuck in it. And they make it count. Like, when it happened, I was like, well done on your usage of your one fuck. I'm, I'm impressed. Matt, how do you feel about this one?
2: You know, I like this one a lot. Um, this one feels the most P.O.D. adjacent out of all of the P.O.D. adjacent songs in this album. This one felt like... Mm-hmm. Uh, i could hear this after boom and mm. uh, it would not be that ain't much of a stretch but okay. in a weird way it still feels more modern rock than it feels yeah. <laughs> new mm-hmm. metal
0: yeah yeah There, yeah. there isn't enough down tuning there isn't enough you know the, the other thing is that how we how we how we, how we brighten this up slick them up. Up. up it's a bright record um uh, song meetings did have a little bit of a twist here because I think people got a little crazy in trying to analyze these songs. And uh, I'll just run you through this quick little thread. Um, Weck 5 said, Actually, the Morning Star is another name for Lucifer. So perhaps <laughs> the song is about temptation or the inherited weak will of man. This sets some people off. Of course. Uh, the the comments kiz- with
1: Ballistic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The the, the the uh this to probably, the boards <laughs> to the boards well yeah wait do you hear some of these names uh the kizernal 2000 said there are also many many churches named morning star all of different forms of christianity there's also a fellowship called morning star maybe it has nothing to do with lucifer but then again maybe it is it's impossible like, to know and then but then guys I'm like okay that then maybe it is thing. I'm like okay they're leaving this on the table. They they know this is fertile ground. Steel dagger shows up. Actually, Jesus is often referred to as Morning Star in the Bible. It says in the glossary for reference to Jesus page in my Bible.
2: <laughs> there it is.
0: This is such a beautiful song. Cries, uh, cries, amazing. And then uh and then uh and then the the coup de grace. The denouement of this thread. Jonna says, indeed, it is quite a nice song, but still none of these comments has helped me to understand its meaning. Any other thoughts? It never ends. (laughs) It never ends. What is The Morning Star? We may never know. We may never know. May never know. Believe it or not, boys, we're on the last song.
2: And believe it or not, this is the titular track.
0: Mm. Silent. So Matt, this is this is how the whole song goes.
2: Oh uh, no! Then we're listening to the whole thing. Oh, okay, cool. This, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? This is, it? this is it? This is it. This is it. This is it. I don't know if these guys are Christian. <laughs> That's mm, my thing. I mean, uh, listen to that. I don't know, man.
0: I don't know either. Um, I have a question though. Oh, and I love this questions. Is a larger question uh, about the decision to do a song like this and we've encountered this type of song on many albums Mm -hmm. uh both in the genre and honestly outside the genre where it's like we're gonna do an acoustic number maybe it'll be a secret track maybe it'll be the last track but it's going to be very spare but for some reason when we record it even though you've just sat through 45 minutes of the slickest pro tooled processed down to make sure this thing sounds great in both headphones and the shittiest computer speakers you've ever heard but this acoustic song we're gonna put the mic in another room and it's gonna sound like straight garbage (laughs) what is this decision walk me through it Walk me through the choice. Listen, we've been recording this and it's has sounding great, but we got to have a song on this album that sounds like fucking shit. just sounds
2: like fucking trash, can please. Can we just
0: get some garbage trash recording on this album? Listen, we've got the budget of budgets right now. Electra's ponying up. Howard Benson's showing up 8 a.m. every morning, bag lunch in hand, ready to go. But can we make a song that sounds like I've recorded it under my house? I just need a song that sounds... <laughs> Like fucking shit. Listen, I know we were recording in like a top-tier studio. we yeah. got those sound absorbers on the wall. Uh, yep. Listen, levels are great. Can we just record it in do you like have a bathroom? A, um, do you
2: have like a Mr. Microphone mm-hmm. that you could set up in the bathroom for me? Oh, that'd be
0: great. <sighs> Listen, I just want this song to sound like it was recorded by a mummy who just came back to life. Ooh, five more figured.
2: minutes of this, by the way. <laughs> five more minutes of this. Where are you? Two hours. <laughs> all right. Five all right. more minutes.
0: Anyway, five... anyway, I'm just sounds like,
2: terrible. Cut it, it, sounds... it from the album. Yeah.
0: What are you doing? What are we doing here, boys? Dan I have two um... theories. Okay.
1: Number one, they're recording in the box from the pitiful video.
3: Mm. That's a theory. Mm. I don't know. Okay. That's what
1: I think. That's not what I know. Okay. The other theory is that this is when Howard Benson found out about the P joke. And it was already too late, and he kicked them out of the studio and they recorded it in the van.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's
1: like Classic. he's like, you know what? Yeah. If you guys aren't gonna take this seriously, you could record the rest of the album yourself. And uh this is what we got.
0: There you have it. I think that's man
1: who's in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the room is the place
2: mm. where I am sometimes in the a... <laughs>
0: Guys, there's a lot of comments in the song meanings about whether or not this song is religious or not. Um, And I don't want to bore you with a ton of them, but I feel like this exchange is kind of perfect and the perfect way to close this out. Uh, The first comment is from Blindsided. Uh, Some of those letters are capital and some of them are lowercase. They said, I think Christian definitely wrote this about God. But the great thing about all the songs is that people can get different meanings and reactions from it. This song is so powerful and beautiful, and it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Lil Crow commented and said, True to the above, three pointing emojis. I hate God and anyone who follows him, but that's why I can like and appreciate this song because I get different meanings from it other than the true meaning on the lyrics. Lil Crow. Lil Crow. <laughs> you just said <laughs> you okay you okay <laughs> yeah. i i i gotta tell you the whiplash on that the, like the pointy emotion like this guy gets it i hate god and anyone who wants anything to do with it but i'm still into blindside baby
1: is that just the other guy on an alter account
0: it might be proving his own it might point. be maybe the the burner account man um yeah. And uh, and then there's a giant comment from the Benny boy where they make a bunch of jokes and then at the end say, I know one's no one's going to get my jokes, but I'm just joking. I was like, uh then you know your jo- you? you know your jokes ain't jokes. You know you know they ain't jokes, Betty boy. <laughs> Them jokes ain't jokes. <laughs> Them jokes ain't jokes. If you're sitting there going, I know no one's gonna get these.
3: Hey. <laughs>
0: you know what? <laughs> I these love are- a I love a stand up comedian who goes up and goes, You might not laugh at a couple of these, but they're jokes, believe you me. Believe you me, we got jokes. <laughs> we got jokes. They ain't gonna hit, but they're jokes. Guys, that was silence by Blindside. Oof. We made it through it, and now it's the part of the show where we talk about
2: canon talk. talk.
0: Talk about the canon, Dan. You are a guest. We will start with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I told you straight up when we first started talking about this, I was like, I'm not sure this is new. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where I feel like we, I feel like I could make an argument to put pitiful in the canon if everything Pod ever recorded didn't exist. Okay. You know, like that—that's yep. kind of where it's at uh, with me. I, so yeah, even though like I, I felt like my job was to like sell this record to you guys, um, I don't necessarily think that new metal would have been better or worse uh, <laughs> without <laughs> uh, without Blindside's input.
0: Okay, um, my notes were that this album is fine. It makes its point fairly early, certainly rocks, but never brings anything groundbreaking to the table. And at a certain point, I was like, I get it. Um, at a respectful 47 minutes, it still feels a little long uh, by probably at least 10 minutes. Um, preachy if you dig into the lyrics, but if you have it on, you won't even notice. Nothing for the canon. Matt?
2: Um, I've really enjoyed the listen. Definitely would have grabbed me if I would have heard it at a time of release. Uh, hearing it now, it, it definitely feels... It doesn't feel dated, but it still, in a weird way, feels of the time. Like, there isn't a lot of... I don't hear a lot of this today, but there's so many things that are in this that are present today. I don't know. Like, as a whole, it feels 2002. But... It shouldn't go in the canon because it's not new metal. Yeah. yeah, it's not. There's not enough new metal. There's definitely pieces here and there, but not as a whole.
0: But yeah. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Blindside not in the canon, um, but that's okay. And you know what? One day we're gonna figure out whether or not these boys are Christian. I hope so. Gosh, we figure that out. I do really hope it. Uh, and that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or are Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Dan, where can everybody find you on the old interwebs?
1: Well, believe it or not, you can actually find me uh, right here at Gabber Media. If you go to, you uh, sure can! Yeah, if you go to dftdungeon.com, uh, you can find me there releasing episodes every week where I'm going to absolutely show you the best parts of songs and um, pair them with soul-cripplingly depressing stories and sometimes happy stories so uh that's that's kind of that's kind of what i do now this was kind of nice getting to sort of sit down and put the review hat back on uh for a little while but uh but yeah so that's what i do over there so check it out if you want to but uh definitely uh keep listening to roach coach because now every week or every you know every new episode is kind of like a christmas present because i never know who's going to be on it and so it's always a surprise and it's always fun
0: oh well thank you all right. Well, until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you.
2: Dan, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Sorry, I bye just fanboyed bye. out there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs>